Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. Podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Manchester City are charged with breaching over 100 Premier League regulations over a 10-year period. On the pitch, records were broken as Tottenham beat the champions by a goal to nil thanks to Harry Kane's 267th goal for the club. Casemiro will miss the next three Manchester United games following an incident in their win over Palace and Everton shock the league leaders as Sean Dyche wins his first game back in charge. Plenty, plenty to get through. We even nearly ran out of jingle. So let's talk football. Hello, everybody. Didn't it? Was it, was it nearly broadcast critical with the jingle? It was, it was. We were, we were getting to the very end there. Whoops. But we're all good. <laughs> but there's just so much going on. It is, absolutely. It's just all kicked off all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and this, the breaking news yesterday, really, I think is where we need to start. Yeah. Or Monday, depending on when you're listening to this. Manchester, Manchester City. City are in so much trouble. They're in a trouble. lot of bother right now. I mean, they're, they're, proclaiming their, they're proclaiming their innocence. Yeah, and to be fair, innocent until proven guilty, but... Indeed. I mean, it doesn't sound great. Doesn't sound great, <laughs> especially given that the... They were in the UEFA case that went to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, which obviously, well, I say obviously, you might not know, can't happen with the Premier League regulations. Yeah, they're not subject to that the, to that um, mediation or that appeal process. That was on the basis that UEFA's ruled a time barred. Yeah, they said a lot of their a lot of the appeal overturn for Manchester City in the UEFA case was that time bar. Premier League yeah, doesn't have that have, time they bar. They didn't have enough evidence to to substantiate their claim, but, even though... But it wasn't so much that, it was the time. Had. So the time that it happened was... So UEFA can only investigate going back five years. Oh, I see. That's what the time bar means. Right. The time bar was around... UEFA, under their regulations, could only go back five years, so they couldn't punish them in the way yeah. hence why they in the end only ended up having to pay the 10 million i don't know if it was a euro yeah. fine or a pound fine yeah, it would have been in euros yes probably so so that's why that happened which means that actually the court of arbitration for sport thought that they probably did break some of that time, unless they didn't even get that far and they just said right that's old, older than five years so we're not even going to bother looking at it which is might yeah. be what what happened in the instance. premier league one this has been an investigation since 2018 has four it? years they've been doing this yeah yeah. for long years um and you know they've sort of been explaining why it's taken a, a bit longer because they've been trying to get information and seems like they've also in fact they've also charged city with not cooperating with the investigation yeah so that will have its own thing so yeah i think you've got some details on where, what the alleged breaches might be so you want to take us through a few of those yeah so the alleged breaches are so they've breached financial fair play basically mm -hmm. that's the that's the kind of the cornerstone of the premier league's sort of argument case however you want to put it there's some misdemeanors to be done with roberto mancini and how much he was actually being paid and how much they actually declared he was being paid yeah, I think, allegedly I think this is a, this is a weird one because apparently they found that he'd got what a secret contract wrapped up in a in a subsidiary it's, somewhere essentially it was wrapped up somewhere else yeah <laughs> so he was paying, being paid X 
on the books, whereas alleged, whereas he was actually being played X in real terms. Yeah. Obviously, their their sponsorship things have always been a bit seedy, yeah. shall we say? For me, you know, the weird thing with this overall is, mm. you know, and it was quite obvious. City aren't as big a club, no matter how you wrap it up. They're not as big yeah. a club as Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, or Liverpool. No, fact. So what they essentially so, are, so they they uh, are they the Abu Dhabi group own yes, so a number of clubs. So it was always um, odd to me that yeah. they were top of the revenue chart. Yeah, but from what I understood and from what I've seen in the past, because of Manchester City's bottom line, mm-hmm. or what they actually make at the end of the year. So from the sponsorship thing, I believe anyway. This is my interpretation of it. So if they make a three hundred million pound loss, yeah, they just... the Abu Dhabi group would then give them a loan or a a, a new sponsorship deal yeah. for three hundred million pounds exactly. to negate the loss that they were being that they were taking. Yeah. So they would then comply with FFP because you can only make a fifteen million pound loss within a year. Yeah. That's as far. That's as much as I understand of that aspect of it. Yeah, which is 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 pretty much the thought the thoughts of of how they've worked it over the years is that hey look we can just use our other companies to sponsor this one and then we'll be fine. Yeah, but that is very much. Yeah, it's interesting. I was talking about this the other day. It's interesting that this summer, Manchester City got back in more than they spent for probably the first time in, in a long in time. Players, in, in terms of in players. In players' yeah. terms, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought that was really interesting. But I, I just that think they that... Finally they were, finally decided they were going to play by the rules. Yeah, but I think that I think that City are in that position as a football club right now. Where that where that, are... that's where they yeah. that's where they are and I think I think you know we'll come on to the punishments maybe a bit more later because obviously yeah. you know one of the other things that I think one of the, the charges that have been reached against them been mentioned is around player remuneration and how that's been reported yeah so they've been yeah they've not been saying how much the players are actually being spent on yeah and how much they're buying players for and yeah and how much they're earning all... and all of that as well yeah so so there's all, all of these things so they have spent right if we're to judge this on the face of it and what the premier league is saying since 2008-9 so is... right i believe what yeah. it was when up, the Abu Dhabi group took over, yeah. Yeah, up to 2017-18. Yeah. They've spent that whole period effectively breaking the rules of the Premier League, which has got them to this position that they're in now. Mm-hmm. So any punishment that they give out needs to undo, in my eyes, needs to undo all of that. All of that. It needs to go, it needs to be so far back that if they play by the rules, it's going to take them another 10, 15 years to catch up again. That, that's, yeah. that's my opinion on this. If if they're proven to be guilty on, on all of these things across that whole time period, and you know, and if, if the Premier League come down hard, then someone needs to send this all on to Formula One. Right? <laughs> yeah. If they've proven that, and, 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 and the punishment for me, the punishment needs to fit the crime. The crime. Yeah. The crime is that they, over a prolonged number of years, have benefited from this accounting process. Let's be honest; it's, it's an accounting process they're doing. It's yeah, a little bit of juggling. 
Cooking the books, I think, is the phrase, isn't it? You can use that term, but for legal reasons, I won't. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, that put, that needs to, all of that advantage that they've gained through doing this needs to be stripped back off them. Yeah. You know, we can we can argue the point, and, and I've, I think that they should have been allowed to invest what they could afford to invest. So, you know, if, if, you know, the rules are the rules. If you break the rules, you break the rules. The rules are there. Mm -hmm. We can argue whether or not the rules should be there. I don't. I think the the rules are a little bit harsh on some of these these people who want to come in and invest in a football club. Yeah. You know, as much as Todd Bowley's been absolutely crazy, he's got the money. He's got the capital to back it up. He should yeah. be able to come and invest in his football club and do that. You know, any other business, he can mm -hmm. he can put money. He can put as much money as he likes into growing that business, you know, into the assets of the company and all those kinds, of, he can do that. So why shouldn't he be yeah. able to do it with, with a football club that he owns? Right? Yeah, there is that out there. As long as, you've got, as, long as you've got that backup and, you know, you're not putting undue, I think I think it should be about loan levels and stuff like that and debt levels yeah. that you potentially focus FFP on a bit more for me. Yeah. Because that's, then that's the also... problem. That's the problem yeah. that you leave football clubs with is actually you need to be able to guarantee all the players' contracts up to a certain a certain point. So, you know, Dub Body's coming, giving these eight and a half year contracts. Okay, fine. Say he sells the yeah. club in a couple of years, but you've decided to invest that. So why don't you, but you have to, you personally, or as the investor, the investment group, have to have to secure those contracts. And if the club can't afford to play those contracts, you, you know, the investment firm that you're wrapped up in, they pay, yeah. they pay that. But that can but all... this was the whole reason why FFP was bought in. Well, FFP was bought in. It should technically have been bought in for sustain long term sustainability. Well, yeah, it was of bought clubs. in to essentially level the playing field. It was no, for me. It was more around clubs like Portsmouth, yeah, and and, and Birmingham City who have had trouble. Uh, and you it's, know, it's it's all about not spending beyond your means. It's the sustainability, exactly. It's yeah. the sustainability. We you know, we we don't want more berry situations we've seen the same no, with, we don't want clubs going back we've seen the same with derby you know we've seen all these this Alton, is this Sunderland, for me yeah. yeah these for me are the are the air the clubs and, and the sustainable features that the financial rules should be there to, to support those clubs right yeah you know i don't want manchester city to do well the last thing i want to see do well no. but actually they're multi-billionaires yeah, they can, they can do this, and they should be able they to can, invest in it. But then we become a league of, we are just chasing our own tail, aren't we? Yeah, but Whereas you're chasing with FFP. It, you've got it's this not, level. It's not though, is where it? Where you cannot it's spend. Not though, is it? It's not though, is it? No. Let's be honest, right? It's not a fair. It's not a fair playing field because, you know, the Premier League have had these rules since two thousand and eight, nine, right? Yeah. Just maybe around the time of the takeover for Manchester City, and they've mm -hmm. still done it. It was Chelsea, really, that, that, that started it, wasn't it's it? It's Chelsea that broke the broke the. Camel. But even still, yeah. Abramovich could afford to do it. Yeah. And so I think your financial regulations need to be around sustainability of football clubs and not punishing people for investing in their club. Because I think, I think you have a right to be able to do that as an owner. Yeah. And I don't really think it's up to up to anything else for that. I think that's just the way we're built. We're not an NFL franchise with salary caps and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not football. That's not the business of football. Um, so for me, I think 
and that that needs to be where they lie so you can argue all of this but the fact of the matter is is that the rules are the rules they've broken the rules and the punishment needs to fit the crime yeah. yeah something that has broken it and it is about they've got to unwind that success of the last 10 years now i'm not buying into all this or oh, take trophies of them no that's nonsense for me i think it's got to be around for the future me as a united fan i don't want to you know i think potentially i mean in the time frame i think technically it's two league titles for us in the time frame yeah where we came obviously the aguero day mm-hmm. most painful day of my life <laughs> and then there was the year that Mourinho came second. Yeah. So those would technically be two league titles in the time frame, and then obviously if this drags on and goes further, there's a potential third one in it for United. I don't want. I don't want that. I don't think any. No. I don't any fan in their right mind. No. When Rangers were found in breach of their rules up in scotland that yeah. they didn't have their titles taken away from no. them did they they just got relegated yeah but when you look yeah. at what happened to juventus on the other hand their, juventus yeah their rule breaks and and their issues i mean i know that was a bit more of a corruption issue than a financial issue mm. but but it was, it still... was still rule breaking what led to stuff and they did yeah. scale back didn't they they did take titles off them they took titles off and then relegated them to serious c yeah well the, yeah. the thing is I mean, one of the. I mean, we might as well get into this now, Ben, as we're here. One yeah. of the punishments is for them to be expelled from the league. But what I read today, yeah. very interestingly, is that the EFL do not are not obligated to take them. No, they're not. So no. it could be in a position where Manchester City Football Club have to go right back to the bottom of the pyramid, or at least to the National yeah. League, maybe. Yeah, because they have to apply to be part of the EFL. Yeah. Whilst it's obviously promotion and relegation, it's different. Obviously, it's expected once a side is relegated from the Premier League, they are accepted back into the EFL and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes, they don't actually have it would to dep- physically. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, again, for me, that kind of punishment, it's like, well, you could harm them for one season. Yeah. Send them into the championship the and then they could away. be back. Yeah. And, you know, that Manchester City could do that for a year. Yeah. You know, that all their players are on massive contracts. They don't need to sell anybody. No. So it could just be a case of, okay, fine. We can carry it out. Some of the players might not like it. But, you know, under the promise that, look, it's going to be a year, we can we'll cruise this league. Yeah. As they would. I mean, I know the championship is very competitive, but Manchester City but would they... destroy that league. Let's not yeah. pretend otherwise. It'd be interesting to see if Pep stayed, though. Well, this is the thing I was just going to say. Pep has already said if they are found guilty, yeah. then he walks away. Yeah, because they told him that they'd done nothing wrong, didn't they? Yeah. So that'll be interesting. But the players are locked mm. down. The players are locked yeah, into players, their contracts. Yeah. You know, they are assets of that football club even more than Pep Guardiola is. They're, yeah. They would not... I don't see many of their players being allowed to leave, if any. So would you like me to go through the punishments that the yes, commission have a look, then. might impose? Yep. So we talked about points deduction. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's one of the levers they could pull. Yeah. Suspending a club from playing league matches is another one, obviously. Uh, recommend to the board that league matches can be replayed. I can't see how that would Imagine. happen. That's a, bit, that's a bit much. Can we go back to 2010-11 and make them play QPR and lose 5-0, please? Thank you. 
Recommend to the board that the league expels the respondent club, which is obviously what we've discussed. Cancelling and refusing registration of players might be an interesting one. Yeah, transfer embargo. To do that. But... Transfer embargo or ripping up the contracts of the players that have been found to be in breach of this thing. Yeah, but a lot of those yeah. players will have gone. Potentially, yeah. You, you, I mean, you don't know, do you? You don't but know how deep this thing goes. Who's really left at where they would have been investigating, though, really? So you know. 2018, so you're looking at De Bruyne. Yeah. You're looking at Edis John Stone. John Edis no, Edison was a little Edison bit later, was he? Yeah. But you're, you're not talking about... Carl Walker, Walker, maybe? Well, he'd be in the time frame, wouldn't he? Yeah. So you're looking at still a few of the players that are on their books. Yeah. Obviously, financial punishment, to me, doesn't fit the crime. Know, you could... City could write a cheque tomorrow. Exactly. And you could fine them £200 yeah. million. Pounds yeah. And it would mean nothing to them. It but might put a lot of other point... clubs off. Yeah. But, but then does the point deduction happen for this season or does it happen for next season? I think it happens. I don't think it's going to actually well, yeah. be sorted out it, it, until the season is over. That's the thing. I think the it will happen at the point of they'll put the points on, I imagine, given at the point of time that the decision's made. So whether yeah. we're in this season or, or next season, that'll be... And then what do you give them? Do you give them 10, 15, 30, like Luton got all them years ago? Yeah, I, th I well, think. What well, I think the other Premier that, League what, clubs will push the crime. I think the yeah. other Premier League clubs will push for them to be thrown out. It's yes, in their that interest. Seems to be the consensus. It's in their yeah. interest. If if nothing else, if you if you become really cynical about it anyway, right? Yeah. It is in their best interest to get City out of the league, and it's not pretend otherwise. Mm -hmm. Right. Get them out. Yeah. That's one less person at the table. That's another team from the Championship that could come up. You know, that'll sort itself out, how, how they sort that out, I'm sure. So it's... Yeah, because there's obviously... There's a way... How'd you sort that out? Yeah, yeah. well, you know, they just maybe <laughs> pick a fourth one or be both playoff finalists or something like that. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, but in in essence, they, I think the clubs will try and push for them to be gone. Expelled, yeah. Now, whether the Premier League do that will be interesting to see. Yeah. I I think you've got to kind of unravel it, and I think the best, the, I think the only way you unravel it is to give them that kind of punishment. That means you need to build again over ten years to get back. Ten years of punishment for ten yeah. years of breaches. Yeah, that that for me, that for me is is the only is the only thing I think that they should. They should well, come out say, of this it's, it's not it's as if it's then a warning to everybody yeah. else. It's not that a, we are watching yeah. you. It's not a one yeah. season thing, this. They've been doing yeah. it for years. If yeah. if it turns out to be true that they've been doing this, it's been happening for a decade. Yeah. You cannot you cannot let them get away with no, you can't a decade just slap them on the wrist. A decade yeah. of breaking rules that are only going to affect them for one season doesn't really punish them in the long term. Because if it's just a one-season thing, they would, you know, they say they take thirty points off them. City can yeah. score seventy points in a league, yeah, easy with a with a thirty-point deficit, yeah, yeah, easy. <laughs> they could, they could, they could, they could, they could get to, they could get to forty-five, fifty points, yeah, easy, off mm -hmm. the back of that. So, 
you know, yes, it wouldn't be in charge of top, but that only harms them for one year. Yeah, because then they'd be back to zero from the following season. Yeah, yeah, that only hurts them for one year. So this this punishment needs to go back that many years. Otherwise, teams that might just think about doing it for a year or two. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the okay. thing. It's this a difficult balancing do. act. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how it all plays out. It's going to be a long one, this. It's not going to be a short over very no, soon. No, I don't see it being sorted as, by the end of the season. I think they've got... Uh, there's so there's the KC the the lawyer who will pick up pick a panel of three so him including himself and two other lawyers right or people actually they don't necessarily have to be lawyers and then they will then the look at yeah. they will then look at the case look at what's on they'll then do hearing private hearings with the club with the Premier League get the evidence build their own say and then they'll come to a decision yeah they'll then release that decision. But City and then Manchester City will appeal it. Probably will appeal straight it. Away. They yeah. will unless they're cleared. Well, the Premier League, yeah. but the Premier League can appeal as well. By the way, so both yeah. sides can appeal, and then they and basically what they do then is uh, the same uh, KC, the same the same person um, will then create another panel of three to hear, but they will only hear the appeals. They won't hear the. the it won't go back to the evidence. It won't stage. go back to the evidence. It goes stage. back to the the appeals and what the exact appeals are based on, and then that decision. So that could take months and months and months mm. to get sorted. So yeah. this one's going to drag on for a while. This. Well, it's not been a great week for Manchester City. No, and we can get back to the football if you like. At this point, let's talk I'd about. Talk. I'd love to talk about let's it. Talk please. about the record breaker. He scored his two hundred sixty seventh. Goal for Tottenham, as well as his 200th Premier League goal. Yeah. Um, Andy Cole is livid. Indeed. <laughs> um, and yeah. it was very much a case of Manchester City cannot beat Tottenham at the Tottenham no. Hotspur Stadium. I haven't even scored a goal there, have they? No. Five games, five defeats, haven't scored a goal. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Didn't a bad place look for like to go. It. They were bad. There's something going on. I mean, I know you want to talk about it from a Tottenham point of view, but City were not Manchester. To be fair they, to them, they were not Manchester City. No, to be fair to them, they were unlucky with a shot right on half time. Yeah, Riyad Mahrez hit the bar from about twelve, fifteen yards out. Yeah, yeah. And I leaned over and said to my brother-in-law, "I said, you know what? This could be our day today. <laughs> you don't get that sort of luck week yeah. in, week out, do you?" So. You know, nine times out of ten, Riyad Mahrez puts that in the net. Absolutely. So, yeah, but Harry Kane, what a player! What a player he's been. He's been one of the. He's you know he's up there with, with the best. That, you know, uh, well, not produced. according to Micah Richards, but anyway. <laughs> well, no, he just he doesn't know. Hang on, I'll I'll defend my career. I'll defend Go my on. career. He he wasn't saying that Kane was a bad player. He's just he saying. He just isn't that, in the class of Rooney and Shearer. He just prefer. No, he just prefers. All right. He wasn't saying. He wasn't saying that Harry Kane isn't in the class of those two. He just said, from his perspective, he preferred to watch Alan Shearer play football. Yeah. You know, he was more his type of striker, and I think that's absolutely an okay opinion to have. And I yeah. think I think he was being harshly he's entitled to his own. He's entitled to his own opinion. He was being harshly hammered over that. And I will defend him on that because I was watching it, and he was all he was saying was, "Look, look, I think Harry Kane's one of the best has ever been. He's one, obviously one of a great goal scorer. You know the way he picks up the ball, he passes the ball, he's great." He just said, "For me, as a number nine, I preferred watching Alan Shearer." 
And yeah. I think that is a perfectly fair opinion to have. And to be fair to Micah Richards, if you're just looking for someone as a number nine, Alan Shearer is your man, isn't he? Yeah. That's all he did. He was inside the box. Yeah. Putting well, the ball in the back of the net. He could, he could, he had a, he had a screamer in him as well. By the way, let's not. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm not, I'm talking about the hot. He's all round game. Yeah. Harry Kane is much more than a number nine. Yeah, but he's still a forward who, who wants to score goals at the end of the day, isn't he? Absolutely. And, and you know, it's just what you prefer. I mean, I, I will always pick Rooney out of those three. Yeah, and you know? I will always pick Harry Kane. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Rooney's one of the most disrespected footballers we've ever had, considering the level he was at. Because Rooney wasn't a player that's supposed to score 200-plus goals. No, apparently not. When no. you look at him and the way that he played the game, yeah. you know, Kane's developed more into that type of player that Rooney, be, that Rooney was, if you like. You drop a bit deeper, get involved with the build-up, sacrifice yourself yeah. a little bit, but still chip in with your goals. That was Rooney for his whole career. Yeah. And, you know, people don't respect him enough as a goal scorer. Yeah. But Harry Kane has absolutely smashed it. He's... You know, he's up there. He's he's now chasing down Alan Shearer. Yeah, he's only 60 away now. He won't get... To, I don't think he'll get to Jimmy Greaves. No, not 3-5-7. No. I don't think he'll get there. <laughs> but I Different was looking times. at that list earlier. That there was lists... The players that were listed on that, likes of Ian Rush. Do you know what I thought was the real surprising yeah. one, actually? I think we need to put some more respect on his name. Tony exactly. Cotty. Yeah, Tony Cotty's in the 200 club as well. Yeah. But for, for league goals, though, he's, he's well up there, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, I think we need is. to put we need to put some respect on Tony Cotty's name. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize he moved. I didn't realize yeah. Tony Cotty was your man. Yeah. I didn't realize he, he moved like that, Tony Cotty. You know, maybe <laughs> I only saw him towards the end of his career in the you know in the mid nineties. But yeah, yeah, no, me too. Yeah, when he was at West Ham, yeah. Everton. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm so glad it happened at home. Yeah. There was a fear, obviously, last week when we played Preston, he might come on. But he had a bit of a cold <laughs> and didn't come on. Maybe Thankfully. that's what it was. Maybe he did that on purpose. Maybe if every away game where, you know, <laughs> while he was still waiting to get the last goal, he was gonna be he wasn't gonna be able to play, he'd have been injured. Yeah. Oh, I'm fine uh, this week, Gaffer. I'll play this week. Top, wait, Tottenham's, look, yeah. Tottenham's best performance of the season. Oh, absolutely. And we were brilliant. But who wasn't on where the Where has that been hiding? Well, who wasn't on the sideline? Well, yes. yes he wasn't, was wasn't shouting and yeah. screaming at his players for 90 minutes. And you know, for me, who deserves special credit? Well, Emerson. Emerson Royale. I, I watched Emerson him Royale was super. And I'll be honest, it's the first time I've watched him this season. I was watching him and I was going, I don't know why everyone's got a problem with this guy. <laughs> I was literally like, first time I've watched him properly this year. And I was watching it, I was going, yeah. why has everybody got a problem with this guy? He looks phenomenal. He he was superb. Yeah. I mean, to a man, they played well. Sunday. Yeah, Hoiberg yeah, was man. very good. Romero yeah, was bossing midfield. Until he's red, red card. Romero was doing all right. Yeah. yeah in just... fact, he took out Haaland in the first half, and I just stood there laughing. Because yeah. he literally cleaned Haaland out. Yeah, Jack Grealish sorted him out, though. Got Jack Grealish. Right. What a clever player. A clever footballer. Jack Grealish. Mm -hmm. He was booked after the final whistle. Was he? He should have been booked about an hour before. And the amount of things he got away with. Oh, yeah. It's just like, I was not having a very good time with Andy Madley, the referee. Put it that way. Yeah. Well, you know, I thought the red card was a 
two yellows. The red card was the right thing to do, but Jack Greenish, every time he went to the floor, he got a free kick. Well, no, every that's, single no, time. It's not because he was jumping on the floor, though. They were kicking him. Mm, yeah, sure. No, they were. I was watching the game. <laughs> right, you yeah. were watching it with these these tinted glasses on oh. that you're wearing. Right, take them off. Jack Grealish I, was getting. I'm, I'm not. Remember, I'm not a city. Well, I'm not a fan of City. No, by no, the way, no, 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 no. But I, in the first half, right, there was two incidents with Jack Grealish. It was one with Emerson Royale on the far side, where he pushed him like Schlup did to Anthony, which we'll get onto later. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing came of it. Yeah. He actually did a foul himself, mm-hmm. where it was quite a late challenge. Nothing came of it. So the fact that he's going down getting free kicks and everything like that, being kicked to death by other people. If you're going to dish it out well, he, and, take, he can and you take can't it. take it. Well, he can take it, but the referee sees them as a foul <laughs> because oh, they're fouls. Yeah. It's not about whether he can take it. It's about whether they're yeah. fouls or not, and they're fouls. I thought I thought Jack Grealish was better than that. Did not. I thought Jack Grealish had a very good game, actually. Cause, you know, for City, for City he, was, he seemed to be the one who was yeah, cause likely. Yeah, because I, I take I'll tell you what, Erling Haaland. Now, I normally just judge a player on what I see in front of me yeah. rather than watching it throughout the season because you only see what the, the cameras yeah, pick yeah, up, yeah. don't you? Anonymous. Completely anonymous. Yeah, but I don't think that's his fault. And I'll tell you why, because, again, I was watching this and we've had this conversation already a few times this season because I was, you know, and I'm glad, actually, that some of the commentators were saying it as well as I was watching it. And I was watching Haaland make runs. And he was making them, and he was making yeah. them all game. And I'm surprised you didn't pick up on that actually, because he would have been running towards you a lot of the time in the first half, wouldn't he? I did. I don't think he had a touch inside no, the penalty. He, area, he didn't have touches, honest. but yeah, but no. he was making the runs. And 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 the guys were saying it in commentary was going, well, he's just made another run there. So they're not finding him. And yeah. it comes back Eric, to this again that that they're just not giving him the ball. No, Eric Dyer removed him from his pocket after the final whistle. He didn't really. No, I see. I really disagree. I don't think this is anything to do with Harlem being anybody's pocket. This is to do with this is to do with the City players just not looking up. No, just look up, see the run, play it in behind. Is Kevin De Bruyne being on the bench. Surprise. Uh, this me. is all. There's a lot of odd things going on at City at the minute. But let me let me finish on Harlem first. Harlan going over the... like. All you need to do for Harland is look up, make the run, because I tell you what, he's faster than Eric Dyer. Yeah. And I think he'd outrun Romero. He'd be closer with Romero, but he's lightning. Romero would, yeah, give him a... He'd give him a race, but I think, yeah. you know, Harlan's lightning. Harland is... He's fast. And we're not seeing that in the City team. Nope. We're not being seen the all-round game of Harland because he's just expected at the minute just to stand in the six-yard box, and they're not even putting it to him on the plate in the six-yard box, to be honest. They're playing all this stuff outside. They come back in. And, you know, you've got the best striker in the world, right, up front, give him the ball. Just mm-hmm. just, just play him in, put it over the top, give it to him. It's, it's, yeah. it's, and they keep doing it. And this this thing, you know, let's get on to, to the subs now because I like a kanji, but I don't yeah. understand. I like a kanji, so I, 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 can under, I can see why he's in the team. But you've got Lepore, you've got Ruben Diaz on the bench, yeah. who who have been brilliant for the last two or three years as a pair. Right. So yeah. I don't understand how Nathan Aki all of a sudden is is ahead of those two footballers. Well, Ruben Diaz, I think, has only just come back from injury, hasn't he? Lepore yeah. has been on the bench quite a lot this season. Yeah, it, that to me doesn't make sense. And like you said, doesn't make sense. De Bruyne not playing on the football pitch. Gundogan not being on the football pitch. I mean... No. Yeah, I said. I tell you what. I said this to someone when I was at work the other day. I said to him, "I said, do you think Pep gets bored?" 
with winning. <laughs> but he just turns around and goes, Do you know what? I'll give this a go. I'll see if I can win. I can win doing this. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that was the case. Yeah, just in but... general. Just in general. This season, because it's not just this game. It's this season. He goes yeah. right. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try something. I'm. I've won. I've won. I've won. I've won. Okay. What I want. I'm getting. I'm bored of this now. What else can I try? What What's something different I can try and see what I, I can do? I think, given that Arsenal were beaten at the weekend, it was an opportunity. They missed a very big. It's an opportunity, but I just don't. I just. I don't understand. There's something going on at City. Not right. It's not well, right. There's, there's lots of things going on at well, City, yeah, but, but I mean, on and off the field. <laughs> but that, you know, even you take that away, right? In the yeah. training, in the dressing room, something, something doesn't feel quite yeah. right. And it, it's it's an odd thing to say about a team that's been so successful, and they're still second in the in the league. But they should be, they should be winning this league at a canter. Let's not mm-hmm. let's not let's fool not ourselves. Yeah, they should be clear of Arsenal, right? Not to mm-hmm. say Arsenal should have less points. They should be on like fifty-five points at this point. This City team, yeah, they sh- they should be clear, you know. But they're not. But they're yeah. they're on a they're in a dip in the season. They've yeah. missed their opportunity after Arsenal because I think Arsenal will bounce back next week. I'm not so sure. I think they will. I think I think that I think you have to judge that Everton game. We'll move. We'll, we're moving into it, so we might as well. I yeah. think we judge that Everton game as a standalone. Right, that day, mm-hmm. Sean Dyche's first game, the energy in that ground at Goodison. I yeah. think they would have beaten any football team that went there. Yeah, fair enough. You know, and, and Arsenal were still playing their football and had their chances. They were doing it their way, and it was fine. It just didn't work for them on that day, and I think that will give them heart and give them enough to be able to bounce back from it. Because another day, yeah, they might have scored first. Well, they've got they've got Brentford at the weekend. Yeah, but I think, but I yeah. I think they'll bounce back, and I I do think they'll beat Brentford. I do. I do. I, do. I, th- I, I, I think, think it's the f- you're you're hoping for the downfall of Arsenal. No, no, I'm not hoping for the downfall. I'm just thinking, right? This is probably their first big setback that they've had. It's this not, I think now... it's, though, it's not a big setback. You can lose games in this. This is only the second loss of the season. This is yeah, this is not a massive you're... setback. It's a no, setback. but you're losing to an Everton side that have been so disjointed yeah, but this all wasn't, season. This wasn't that Everton team. So you can go, yeah. right, you've got to think about it as well. And we talk about the manager bounce and do manager mm. bounce. There's a reason that that is. Because you prepare for a team and a way of playing. Yeah. But then when that team shows up on that day... They're nothing like what you've prepared for. No. Because Sean Dyche has been into them for a week yeah. and got at them. So, you know, Arteta's telling them, right, you, this player's in bad form. You need to get at him. He's your trigger for the press or whatever. He's, yeah. the, you know, you, it, when in this situation, we need to do this with this team. When they've got the ball and watching them, we need to do this. All that goes out the window because that's, that, that's not the same team anymore. And I think just the energy that was around Goodison, you know, once they'd got. They had their protest, which was fine and fair. But then, when that game, when the team walked out, the start of the game, that place was as loud as I've heard it all season. Probably since yeah. last, since since the end of last season, when Frank was getting the big results, when they was yeah. getting saved. Then that's a different Everton team. So I think I don't I don't think it mattered what team went there. Right? You mm. could have Pep's two thousand and eight two thousand and nine Barca team go to Goodison on Saturday. Everton would have won that game of football. Yeah, absolutely convinced by it. So I don't think it's that bigger thing for Arsenal than 
everyone seems to be trying to make out for him, and I think actually they'll be fine next week. They'll be fine this weekend. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll I think, see. I think be absolutely uh, full fine. credit to Everton. Oh, they I were brilliant. Saw, like I said, I only saw a first the first sort of twenty minutes of it. I yeah, they were absolutely but brilliant. They were peppering the box from corners, and they won near enough every single header. Yeah, well, when you've got Tarkovsky in there to aim at. You know, it's the most Burnley goal ever we saw for Everton at the weekend, by the way. Yeah. McNeil into then, Tarkovsky. Yeah, well, Anana was winning the headers oh, in he the was, first half. He was brilliant. Yeah. He was a different player. He was breaking lines yeah. and also I've never seen him do that Yeah, in, since he's been here. I thought, you know, Idris Agay is all of a sudden back to being the player that we knew that he was, you know, in, in his first spell at Everton. Yeah. Before he got his move. And he's, he seems to have found that life again. You know, having... Connor Cody and Tarkovsky at the back. He's perfect for perfect for Sean Dyche's team and the way he sets up. Yeah, you know, you've, you've Seamus Coleman has still somehow got an engine in him. Yeah, which yeah. how he's still going by the way at the pace he still goes at. Yeah. If I if I could have run that fast at thirty four, I'd be I'll very you what, happy. I'm I what, I'm thirty three now and I couldn't do that. <laughs> couldn't do that. Well you, well, you could, but you just couldn't do it again. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, you know, he's got all... I think that squad is actually perfect for Sean Dyche. He's got a better quality yeah. of footballer as well at Everton yeah. than he had at Burnley. Yeah, and Dwight, I, was he Dwight McNeil. Yeah, yeah, Dwight McNeil was really good. Having Calvert Lewin back was massive. Mm-hmm. Um, they can get him firing, they're going to be fine. Yeah, I, I, they don't even necessarily need him firing. They just need him being a nuisance, Yeah, which is what he was to Arsenal at the weekend he was just a nuisance didn't give him a second you know non well to be fair none of the Everton team gave Arsenal a second they were crunching yep. into stuff they were yep. they were about it they were about it that's the you know that's probably the most you know Frank Lampard must be thinking is it, how's that? he done that how's he done that with these players how's he how's he got that performance out of those players experience Frank. oh yeah but it time time will tell but you know for me Everton brilliant and I think bringing in Sean Dyche was a good yeah. move and i think i think i don't think a lot of us thought that when he came in yeah but really yeah. really good leeds, leeds missed the boat by a week yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah obviously, obviously i mean we haven't even talked about jesse marsh being no so much going on this week <laughs> jesse marsh has left and obviously they've got two back-to-back games against united good luck i mean yeah, it's always worrisome though when they change. I'd rather I'd rather play them while they still have got the rubbish manager, to be honest. Yeah, with all these teams. So now that just leaves West Ham as being the teams in the bottom seven that haven't changed their manager. Yeah, everybody else has now made a change. Or yeah, is making. And the pro- the problem West Ham have is that David Moyes is probably the best person to try and keep them out of it. Yeah, if you look at who's probably available. Yeah, David Moyes has experience of keeping clubs up in a relegation battle. Yeah, the the um, Leeds apparently looking at Rayo Valladolid. Yeah, bloke, mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah, but the thing is, you couldn't, say couldn't, that couldn't even pronounce his name. But you say that, and it's like you know, these managers can can come and be brilliant. Yeah. So you know, he's obviously got a good I name. I did see Maurizio Pochettino's name mentioned, oh, and I was like, no. But you're going to see his name <laughs> mentioned in every single. Yep. Manager vacancy in the Premier League we ever yep. see. I mean, it could be uh, could be anybody, but no. Right, he so... still lives in he still lives in London, so I'd imagine he's waiting for something to happen. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so so yeah so that's where we are with with that situation so let's let's go to old traffic because we're running out of time really so we just want to uh let's just let's let's whiz through let's whiz, let's go to old trafford and i mean the big incident there uh united what now 12 wins in a row at old trafford for the first time yep. since for sir Alex ferguson retired so that's a positive but obviously the, the big thing in this game was the incident that started with Jeffrey Schlupp throwing Anthony down a down a slope into an advertising hoard, her board rather. I mean, to be fair, does Anthony deserve that sort of treatment? No, 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 nobody deserves that, especially at Old Trafford because it's actually dangerous. It's the yes, one ground. It's not. There with... is a very short runoff area. Oh, well, yeah. it's not that it's a short runoff. It's 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 the bit that goes down, and then there's like this brick layer. Yeah. Before you get to the soft bit off the side of the pitch, it's just dangerous. It's, it's a dangerous place to do that. You know, ankles could be broken and all sorts. And, you know, I'm, I'm always very surprised we haven't seen a really nasty injury coming off of that, that pitch yeah. at United. You know, we I get... did see he tried the little turn thing the other night. Yeah. He tried the little circle thing again. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all right. Back him. <laughs> you do, you. Um, but, yeah. So, but yeah, Casemiro, so, sorry. So it started, all, it started all, the, <laughs> all the trouble, all the trouble. And then Casemiro, obviously, has put his hands in a place that puts him at risk. Yeah, you get seen a red card. I don't think it's as aggressive, no, as as everyone's kind of making out. I feel like he's kind of backing away from from Will Hughes, yeah. and his his hands are up up yeah. there. It doesn't look when you take the still of it, it looks like mm. he's Bart, you know, he's Homer Simpson on Bart around his neck. Yeah, <laughs> but generally, you know, when you watch the yeah. whole thing play out, I mean, two seconds later, they're laughing, they're joking with each other, yeah. everything's okay. You know, yeah, the you know, yeah. and then and they've picked that incident out out of all of it. Uh, and that yet, the entire as, melee. As yeah. that's happening, you see, you see, uh, you see, uh, AU with his hand right aggressively in Fred's throat. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens with that one. Do you think Casemiro's reputation has preceded him there? It's his first red card. No, I mean in terms of it's, from his time at Real Madrid and it, things like no, that. No, it's his first red card ever. What? That's his first ever red card. No. Yes. Has he? Has he done that? Because he's very good at what at the job that he does. The dark arts, you mean? No. Breaking up play <laughs> properly, being a good tackler of a football. He he must have got sent off somewhere else. No. Yeah, that was his first ever red card. So. That's... He's got, I, 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 He's got nothing to do. He's got nothing to do with shocked. reputation. He doesn't have a reputation for getting his end off. Shocked. Absolutely shocked. Yeah. Because he's just very good at his job. <laughs> he tackles well. Oh, well. He covers the ground. He breaks up play. He knows how. Very to... good. He's very good at his job, but he won't be doing it for the next three weeks. He won't be doing it for the next three weeks. And I think the one thing that probably put United off any sort of appeal is the fact that we could get him an extra ban and yes, then he misses you get him the an final. Extra game. Yeah. For, for so I think. I think you know between you look at the two games against Leicester, uh, yeah. against Leeds rather, and then the game against Leicester, and you'd you'd hope that you can probably with, do with that with Sabitzer yeah. coming in, if Sabitzer yeah. can can you know hit the ground running, yeah, then hopefully, and it's a big it's a big if because he's been such a massive part of the way that we play mm-hmm. this year, Casemiro, you know, and I think if he can turn up and do his thing. Then, then, then we, you know we can get through those games. But to have Bruno Gomez and Casemiro both coming back off suspensions for the final, they're, <laughs> they're both going to be up for that game. And oh, it's going to finish ten aside. Yeah, 
Yeah. And obviously there was another news story that broke around Manchester United over the weekend. Can't really say too much about that at the minute. We'll let United do their thing and maybe we'll oh, talk well, about that yeah. later. I was thinking, what? What was that? And then I've just <laughs> yeah. twigged what it is. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That, that probably needs a whole podcast to itself, that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're not going to talk about that, just so you know. No, no, right now. <laughs> we're already in enough trouble. Yeah, I have, I have my thoughts, but let's leave it just for yeah. now. Um, so should we just quickly run through the rest of the results? Yeah, quickly run through the results then at the weekend. Wolves with a great win over Liverpool. Oh, Fantastic. God, I want to talk about how crap Liverpool are. Oh, you'll have to wait. Oh, Liverpool are so bad. So bad. The downfall of Liverpool and going if on. If only Manchester City had to have got themselves in hot water. And going on. had plenty of time oh, to talk about Liverpool. Oh, and then, and then you get to go on TikTok afterwards. You get to go on TikTok afterwards and you see the likes of Jonathan Morley and Paddy Murphy and their abs- and Anfield agenda who are absolutely losing their minds because their team is so rubbish. <laughs> so bad. But don't worry, guys, because Klopp said the third goal doesn't count. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't Wolves count. only played for the first 11 minutes yeah. of the last 12. I don't, I don't count the third goal. <laughs> Did you not? Well, everyone else does, Klopp, so uh, <laughs> wrap that one up on the goal difference. Oh, dear. Good win for Brentford over Southampton. They want they want Nathan Jones out already. <laughs> oh, he's another one. Didn't he come out and say he's the best manager in the world or something daft like that? He said he no no no. He said he's um he's having to adapt his philosophy to suit what he's got basically. I thought he'd okay. said somewhere this week that he was one of the best managers in the world. And, or, or the best manager in the world because his Luton team at the time was number one in all the stats. He might well have said that. I'm pretty Something sure I saw that somewhere. Yeah. All right, Nate. That's really helping you down in 20th place in the league, and it was Southampton. Leicester beating Aston Villa. That was quite a good game as well. <laughs> I got nothing to say about that one. I don't think. No. Okay. <laughs> Brighton beat Bournemouth by a goal to nil with <laughs> Matima with another. He's on goal fire right Brighton. now. Matoma. Matoma. Did you talk, Other than that, did you talk about I Forest? think we've covered all of them. Oh, Forest. Forest. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Forest beat Leeds. Oh, by the way, how hilarious is it at Forest as a United fan that uh, Dean Henderson's oh, not getting us. back into the Nottingham Forest team now either? <laughs> Kaylor Navas, absolutely Behave on Behave yourself. Fire. Kaylor, he's not getting back in that team, Dean Henderson, when he's fit. He can cry about it on Twitter somewhere else. Let his, ag- let his agent leak some yes. more news. You're going to hear all the news going on in the Nottingham Forest uh, dressing room soon, guys. Just uh, look out for those in the local Nottingham papers because no one nationally is going to care. Are you done? I think so. (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) Shall I take us around the world? Let's go around the world. Might as well at this point. Let's take us around the world. Quickly around the world. We we, we have spent far too much time talking already. We really have. (laughs) So... I'm going to start in Serie A this week, where Lotaro Martinez scored the only goal as Inter beat AC in the Milan derby to keep the gap to 13 as Napoli won 3-0. They are running away with Serie A this season. To league on, where a bit of messy magic saw PSG pass to lose by two goals to one. There's a good way kill for PSG elsewhere as Marseille and Lons both failed to win, so the gap is now up to eight. Speaking of sides that have an eight-point lead, that brings us to Spain, where Barcelona beat Seville by three goals to nil. Real Madrid lost to Mallorca 
in a bit of a shock in La Liga to Saudi, where Cristiano Ronaldo scored his first goal from the penalty spot to rescue a point for Al Nazir against Al Fatat. In the WSL, Chelsea beat Tottenham by three goals to two to retake the lead in the table as Arsenal and Manchester United could only draw against West Ham and Everton, respectively. Manchester City beat Leicester, Liverpool beat Reading, whilst Aston Villa drew with Brighton in the other games. To Down Under and the A-League and our old friends from Sydney FC who beat the Central Coast Mariners by three goals to two. Both teams had a man sent off in the first half with football manager favourite Adam LaFondra grabbing the winning goal. Go on, Adam. Good boy. And finally, to the Bundesliga title race, where Union Berlin had gone top of the table with a 2-1 win over Mites on Saturday, only for Bayern Munich to respond by beating Wolfsburg 4-2 on Sunday. Well, there we are then. All that stuff's going on around the world. There's plenty, plenty of stuff to get on with this week. So, um... Been plenty of good football coming up this weekend as well, I think. Uh, shall we? There is. What's going on? Yeah. What's going on? Give us so, the So, we have a London derby to start us at 12.30. West Ham against Chelsea. Then Nottingham Forest take on Fulham at 3 o'clock with Leicester and Tottenham playing at that time as well. Arsenal and Brentford, Crystal Palace and Brighton, Southampton and Wolves. Big game down the bottom at St Mary's. The 5.30 game is Bournemouth versus Newcastle. Then we head to Sunday, where it's Leeds versus Manchester United, Manchester City versus Aston Villa, before the Merseyside derby on Monday Night Football. I'm very, very surprised, by the way, that the police have let the Merseyside derby go on, oh, on an evening. Mate, mate, the police have nothing to do with it anymore. We've we've had this debate between I'm, I'm, ourselves. I was so surprised to see that that's the Monday Night Football game. I mean, I was thinking... Because we're playing, we're playing West Ham next week. Yeah. At 4.30 on a Sunday. That yeah. game should never be kicking off at half past four on a Sunday. I just think that's Absolutely just, no way. It's asking for trouble, isn't it, though? It is asking, <laughs> asking for trouble. For trouble. Yeah. yeah, but there, apparently we spoke to a police officer about it one yeah. week, maybe a season and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. And they said, we have no say in it whatsoever. We just do what we're told. because yeah, I thought, you know, you, you think about it over the years, like Manchester Derby's... And always even twelve o'clock, yeah, and the, yeah. the United Liverpool games are always at like always midday on a Saturday, so the, yeah. or early kickoff, so that you know. Yeah, I think less drinking time. I think yeah. that I think that's asking <laughs> for trouble. I do. I mean, you saw what the Leeds fans were doing when they were away at where were they at the weekend? Forest. They were at Forest, yeah. and they were all and kicking they were off. They were all out, yeah. out of order. I don't know. I don't know. Right then, um, thank you so much for listening this week. Um, we'll be back. We got. Lots to talk about next week, I'm sure. We'll get more updates on the Manchester City situation or whatever. In the meantime, if you don't want to get in touch with us, please tweet us at Let's Football Pod on your Twitters, or you can email us at letsfootballpod at gmail.com. But for now, everyone, stay safe, look after yourselves, enjoy the football, and we will see you all uh, next time. All right, goodbye. Bye. Bye.